0: and welcome to Seize the GM.
1: If you're looking to get started GMing, we're here to help.
2: And if you're a GM with a few levels under your experience belt,
0: we are here to help you find your prestige class. Let us take you through some common questions,
2: concerns,
1: and the fun challenges that every GM will face.
2: We have our ideas, our opinions,
1: and some might even say answers that we want to share.
2: So pull up a chair,
0: dust off your dice,
1: and let us help you seize the GM.
0: Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Seize the GM! I think you ought to
1: take a breath before you start talking like that, dude. Or
0: hey, welcome back to another episode of Seize the GM, folks.
1: Yeah, oh my, ooh, C's ASMR, you know. And there we go. Dice rolls, cleaning, the on, spray bottle when you're cleaning up a map, you know. <laughs> that click of the pen when you're trying to think of what the heck I'm doing next. <laughs> yeah, right? Or either that or like, okay, uh, I wasn't expecting that, <laughs> and you need the time to think. So.
0: <laughs> I know. Just sit on, uh, just click on <clears> our stuff and just let the our dulcet tones Rock you into the next part of the adventure (laughs) or something,
1: only, yeah, only you. (laughs) Oh my gosh! Uh, So, well, we got through giving you locations, thank god. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know,
1: that again. And I have no idea how this week is going to mash up with what we did last week.
0: Oh, yeah, no, I have no idea because I went kind of wild and all over the place, I went to like three different things. oh yeah so it's it's gonna be interesting i think
1: yeah but hey the the thing is like you know the like everyone there's like i said the night that what we're trying to do especially with the these type of things is give you a one you know everyone thinks okay you know when you think spaceships are like or or stations like babylon 5 or star trek or um Battlestar Galactica or something like that, you know, you have the stuff that you know always shows up that they have that they have sets for,
0: right? (laughs) Yeah, we're trying to give you things that there aren't sets for,
1: (laughs) or stuff that they would have to do, you know, in front of a green screen and kind of like pop it all in the back. So, yeah, you know, so that would so, you know, it's not that oh we are you know we don't acknowledge those things. It's just like no, you have a bajillion and one resources to go up there. We're trying to give you other kind of. Interesting places that you know normally wouldn't show up, or or maybe might give you a little bit of brain candy kind of stuff. So, yeah,
0: yeah, mm-hmm. definitely.
1: Yep. So this week, uh, it was it's two on ship and one off, which yes, you know, I thought was kind of cool. So it's like you know, you are traveling in space. You're going to come across something that's probably kind of neat. Yeah, you know, even if it, even if it's not you know, like a, a, a space bazaar or a, you know, you know, like a, a, a flying turtle with four elephants, you know, the great Atuan, thank you, Discworld. Right. You know, you might not find, but it'll still be interesting. So, yeah, yeah. You know, it, it's like you, it's like, yes, post-apocalyptic or not, it is space and space is still kind of neat.
0: Uh, space is awesome. Yeah. So <laughs> I'm going to say that we start On ship first, and then go off ship.
1: Okay. All right, so where's your place on ship?
0: Okay, well, we're going to start with the place that's not connected to the part that's off ship, because I tied them together for a little bit. And that is the gene cradle. The gene cradle is a part of the life science section on the ship. While it seems like the main cradle would be massive, It's actually only part of the full genome of the crew and animals humankind is bringing along to this new world. The biggest part of the cradle is filled with the genomes of humans. It is kept frozen in the hopes that it will keep the genes that have been sequenced from getting damaged by radiation because water does actually prevent against radiation poisoning. Now, the biggest thing is, though, that The people on the ship are also having babies, and they're the ones that are bringing the most mutations into the ship. Now, the cradle is made up of the freezers, the massive computers and storage for those genomes that they were able to download to the ship. In addition, there are the tanks that are capable of rebuilding the DNA. While that is just part of the process, These tanks contain free nucleotide acids and nanobots to do this. In this state, the tanks cannot be corrupted by the cosmic energy that sometimes gets into the ship. But what if there was someone that had ideas on how humans and the creatures we bring to this new world will be shaped to fit it or their idea of how to fit in?
1: Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. The subsection too. I like it. Mm-hmm. I like it. You know, rather than just life sciences. Okay. That's a, that's actually a really cool idea. And it's a, oh, I like it. Kind of the, <laughs> kind of like breaking up. It's like life sciences does a whole bunch of stuff. So it's kind of. Yeah. You know. It, it includes,
0: it, that would include things like flu, fruit, fruit, <laughs> food growing and, you know, meat medical. processing, medical, all of those things. Mm-hmm but this is specifically just the environment around the the genomes that they are taking with them. Uh-huh. Because they didn't get everything.
1: Oh, they got the they got what they couldn't. Right?
0: Uh-huh. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole point, like who knows what they're going to find when they get to this new world. All right, so what do you have?
1: All right. All right, the Collegium. The Collegium was meant to serve as the ship's seat of diplomacy and politics. Unfortunately, not enough people made it on the ship to make efficient use of the space. So, the space was now designated to be a place of learning. Students attend lessons, engineers share discoveries, navigators update the star maps and share them, and security and military run tactical simulations there. The Collegium is equipped with various hollow emitters, large and small scale, both terminal, various recording devices, pretty standard fare. What makes the place special is its full modularity. It doesn't take long to reconfigure the space to an amphitheater, planetarium, war room, or even an old typey school classroom type thing. Each wall piece is attached to a modular arm with 360-degree rotational capabilities. And it's a simple matter to program the new configuration. And within a few moments, the room has been reset. As the voyage continues, the uses for this room will probably expand exponentially. And hopefully, the children will stop sticking gum under the chairs.
0: Probably not, but... (laughs) (laughs) I like it. That's fun.
1: Yeah. Yeah. It's, and and it also kind of gives a, Oh crud, we need a place to do blah. Yeah. You know, it allows you to do it, but you already, there's a dedicated place for learning educational. If somebody wants to research star charts, all this other stuff, it's kind of like, you know, and I I kind of wanted to get,
0: yeah.
1: Yeah. But I also wanted to give it like, you know, Oh, the holodeck stuff like that. Mm. Well, I like that. I wanted to kind of like, okay, if you didn't have that, what would you have?
0: Yeah, because like the holodeck is has got like, yeah, it's, like it's physical. Like when you hit something, usually it it feels like it's you're hitting something, not just
1: haptic feedback. Yeah,
0: yeah, it doesn't feel like a hologram, and this wouldn't have that. This is because it's not that high tech, but that's mm. pretty, pretty, pretty cool. I like it. <laughs> Thank you.
1: I appreciate it.
0: Yeah.
1: <laughs> so so what is what is the other location?
0: Okay. Fighter Bay 2. Fighter Bay 2 is for the full drive wing, also called the Polo Boys. While it might seem that a Fighter Wing Bay would not really be a place that much happens on, you would be mistaken. The Polo Boys, when not flying missions, tend to hang out here working on their ships. While most of the pilots are not able to make major changes to the ships, they have found ways to tweak and fiddle with them. The wing is the smallest one in the fleet since they were not able to create more fold drives than what they wanted to before the launch. This wing is only eight strong now. Two ships have had mishaps over the years. The ship's bay is big for the number of ships in it, though. That is because they are the pilots that have to jump away from Eden to look for things like fuel and supplies. Fold engines use a special type of ionized element that is not very common. Polonium is that element, and it is rare, so the fields that keep it from having radiation leaks must be maintained all the time. So if things here were to go sideways, then you never know what might happen.
1: Oh, that's disturbing. Uh-huh. I like it.
0: <laughs> I have done more research on stars and weird, rare elements than I've ever done in my life. <laughs> and and what... I went to school and studied organic chemistry.
1: <laughs> uh, well, you, dude, I, I... I, I Did physics and astronomy, believe it or not. Yeah. But, you know, for me, it's like, no, I will still watch, you know, I'm watching an interesting scientific docu-series on radiation and all that other stuff. Um, Yeah. I would do that for fun.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. Well, I don't mind doing it, but it was just like, I I started playing around with it. I'm like, well, I need something that's really rare, but is still findable, you know, and I didn't want to have, you know, the unobtainium, yeah. you know, or no, whatever that, stupid no. random made up thing. I mean, these are actual things. So
1: mm-hmm. that, that, you know, and the thing is like, you don't want to get like, you know, quadnium or, you know, hafnium, like the stuff that only exists. <laughs> it does not want to exist. Yeah, You know, if you look at its description, it goes, no.
0: Right. Right. <laughs> I mean, this stuff does exist and there are very specific Ionized versions of it that do massive amounts of radiation leakage. hmm So, yeah.
1: So, I, I like that, though. That is nice. Thank you. <laughs> All
0: right. What did you come up with next?
1: All right. <clears throat> Crazy Payton's Discount Wildcard Bazaar. While Crazy Payton's Discount Wildcard Bazaar doesn't have a defined location, it definitely has become a fixture on the ship. And yes, the wild card character is part of the name, since what type of bazaar is up to the whims of its proprietor. The bazaar pops up randomly in different areas of the ship. The items proffered are equally as random, although they do always follow a theme. One day it might be snack treats, another might be random technical gigaws. A month ago, the bazaar hosted its first Doomsday Tuesday sale, Security is still trying to run down all the contraband that was sold. <laughs> While its proprietor is definitely crazy, they are not stupid. Keeping physical items front and center is risky. Contraband in the open, are you out of your mind? And dangerous. All right, who pushed the button on the fourth dimension doomsday device? The items for sale are all digitally displayed. If an item catches your interest, you select its digital simulacrum and an encrypted payment prompt is displayed. After payment is sent and confirmed, you're given a location as to where to pick up your item. Some of the old-timers call it a dead drop location. And as mysteriously as it appears, the bazaar vanishes. To this day, no one is sure who Crazy Peyton is, as they have gone through great lengths to hide their identity, as well as their stock from the well-trained prying eyes of ship's security.
0: Oh, that's fun.
1: <laughs> I love it. I am so glad that you like that one.
0: <laughs> Crazy little, you like... Know, a little pop-up yeah. black market. Okay. Right? It's a of-
1: Yeah, Who are you going to yeah, find? Yeah, you would
0: see all kinds of things like that.
1: Yep, and the the nice thing also about it is it's themed. So you might have electronics, music, food, you know, unmentionables. Yeah. And that stuff know.
0: isn't contraband, but could be.
1: The thing is like no mm-hmm. questions asked, no questions answered.
0: <laughs> right. But
1: I I love the idea of the doomsday Tuesday. It's just like, yeah.
0: <laughs> right. I'm so- they, do any of the, the things work?
1: Mm-hmm. Who knows? Oh, some of you them know? work. Some of them work.
0: They may not work as advertised, but they might work.
1: Exactly.
0: <laughs> so, yeah, that's fun, though.
1: I am very, very glad that you enjoyed like that it. one. Yay! I thought something a little uh-huh. bit more fun and, and not locked to the ship, but it's definitely a place. If somebody says the bazaar, they're like, oh, yeah. You know,
0: right? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a that's a really cool thing that you can just throw in whenever.
1: Exactly, because it's random. And the best thing about it is, it, it, it's crazy. Peyton's discount. Then it has like the star, which is a wild card character, and that's part of the,
0: uh-huh.
1: you know, part of part of the 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 signage and stuff. It's a wild card because you never know what the theme is going to be.
0: Right, <laughs> so. which is awesome.
1: Yay! I am glad that you liked. So where are we going
0: off-world? Yeah. Okay. We are heading to Celestial Body 549AJ. It is a super Earth-sized planet, but the sun that it revolves around is much too cold to have life as we know it on it. The Polo Boy scouted it fast since there isn't much fuel left for the fold drives. Water supplies are getting low at present, but this celestial body shows hope for being able to get the water needed. The hydroponic fields will also be needing the other minerals that should be found on the planet this size. While it will not be able to set down on it, there is the option of getting some supplies and getting back on track. There is an atmosphere, but it is very thin. Its major component is actually fluorine gas at 85%, and nitrogen makes up the majority of what's left at 10.2%, and oxygen is only at 3%, with the few other gases present. The ambient temperature on the planet is somewhere around minus 55 degrees Celsius at the equator. The poles get much colder, in the range of minus 300 degrees Celsius. The water that is there might be under a sheet of fluorine liquid, which is highly dangerous for humans. What kind of creatures, if any, can survive on this toxic, ice-cold ball of hell? Who knows?
1: Oh, creepy.
0: <laughs> Well, I figured mm-hmm. like Venus is like this super small thing that's really g- horrible, and you know, oh a yeah. hellscape. And I'm like, what would the other the other version of that be? Something massive and cold as hell, and just the, oh, if, you the really, invi- if you really if you really
1: want to screw with somebody, uh, the first uh exoplanets that were ever ever discovered were weren't found, weren't a, a regular, they were found orbiting a pulsar. Can you imagine the hellscape?
0: Yeah. Oh, I know.
1: You know because it, yeah, I got kind of different.
0: feeling. This is actually. <laughs> yeah. I, I.
1: I. But no, the way you kind of described it, maybe feels like, oh my god, what the hell?
0: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I wanted something that was cool that would have potential things because a super Earth is, I mean, planet size wise is going to have a lot of raw materials. Oh, indeed. But the environment that it's in makes it rough
1: mm-hmm. to get those
0: things. So, and if there is water,
1: whoo. <laughs> exactly. Like, is it even worth uh-huh. the resources and human lives to attempt to get it?
0: Maybe it is. If water is that low on the ship, it very well might be.
1: Exactly.
0: Uh-huh. <sighs>
1: Brilliantly done.
0: All right, so what kind of craziness did you bring?
1: It's not safe out here. It's wondrous with treasures to satiate desires, both subtle and gross. But it's not for the timid. Q from Star Trek The Next Generation. The hydrosphere. Liquid water is almost impossible to find in space. For water to remain liquid, specific pressures and temperatures must be present. Else it freezes into ice or immediately sublimates into a gas, it makes the hydrosphere one of the greatest mysteries discovered thus far. It is a free-standing sphere of water, about a kilometer across. Readings have not been able to identify any natural or technical reason for j- its existence. It's just there. No external forces have been identified that will allow the hydrosphere to remain entirely liquid gravitational, radiation, and the like. And no external forces seem to affect its shape for long. Kind of snaps back into shape, like a rubber band. There is no reason under the current understanding of physics why this would happen. Analysis of the water itself has found that it is similar in makeup to the comets that once orbited our solar system. However, the strangeness of the hydrosphere precludes the ship from harvesting the water. Or messing with it in any way, shape, or form, for that matter. There's something out there causing this. And right now, the ship has way too many other issues to consider. It's best to leave something that can break the laws of physics well enough alone.
0: (laughs) Oh, that is great. (laughs) I like it. Because it's just wrong enough.
1: Exactly. <laughs> it's like, okay, it yeah. shouldn't be there. It's just there. There's, it's all, what the heck? You know what I mean? <laughs> and whatever yeah. the heck is doing it, either natural for something we don't understand or some technology you, we can't identify. Do you really want to mess with it?
0: I know, right?
1: <laughs> but it's water, I so know. it's just one of those. God. they've They've got to leave it alone.
0: Yeah, even though they may need it. Which is neat, mm-hmm. very neat. I like that because it's like, I mean, water, water at that point should be ice,
1: not mm-hmm. liquid. Yep. <laughs> so you know, if if if
0: yeah, that's cool.
1: You know, it's like you're you're gonna if you're gonna get you know like almost like a full water sphere. If you want to think kind of sort of like you know Europa a little bit, there's got to be enough gravity uh-huh. to hold it. Which you don't get at only one kilometer, and right, you know, if it was that, it'd either be an ice ball or, or you know, uh, gas, dust, and and uh, you know, frozen ice particulate or whatever.
0: Yeah. So maybe any number of things. God, <laughs> mm-hmm. that is crazy. <laughs> I like it though.
1: Yeah, it's it's it's, I'll be honest, it's kind of thinking, the one thing is like, okay, we know the laws of physics, we know at least the basics of you know, at least on basic space adventures, kind of what to accept. Vacuum is space, it's really cold, you know, no one can hear you scream, stuff like that. But I'm thinking, it's like, okay, but we only know so much, what if something out there breaks it? You know, so it's just like, ah. So I just had a little fun with that.
0: (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Cause you should, because that's the point of this. So, um, so those are the, the like three locations each that we've come up with, which is fun. Um, if you guys have any other ideas for cool, like off planet or off ship locations, or even on ship locations, Go ahead and reach out to us on any of the social media platforms that we use, like Twitter, Discord.
1: Mm-hmm. Or you can go yeah, to com and leave a comment in the doobly doo. You know, please. Yeah. Uh, uh, anything leave, you can I Leave think comments
0: of. on, as long as you're not a robot. Beep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Hello, fellow humans. Um, Are you enjoying your endoskeleton? Humans have those, right? Endoskeletons?
0: (laughs) 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 Yes. Yes, we do.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. It's it's been a little bit crazy. So I'm like, "Mm mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Uh, But if you feel up to it and this is kind of your thing uh, and you feel like it, go ahead and you can find us on Patreon. And you can, if you feel like it, throw us a couple of shekels. Um, I am still trying to finalize all of this stuff for the uh, coffee. If you just want to do like one-time donation things. Um, And I just actually today, as I record this, I adjusted anybody that joins the Patreon who joins it any day after... The first, whatever day is your anniversary day would be the day that you would have um, the recurring payment. So it won't be in that first month where you get hit with it twice. It would be once every month on whatever your anniversary day is. So that's just an FYI for anybody that wants to do it. Uh, but yeah, I'm hoping to have that set up. Also, there is a... I think about the time this drops there should be a super secret project that we are working on to fill in on the days between regular episode shows and I'm not going to say anything else about it if you really want to find out more those are definitely going to be talked about more on Twitter So
1: are, are you doing the insane. finger wiggles
0: Boah ha 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 ha. Good man. Oh. We forgot the
1: evil laugh. I mean, dude, come on, where's the panache?
0: I, I also stroke I stroke the mustache and, and goatee. Come on. Uh
1: I know, but come on. <laughs> I do that
0: all the time though. No.
1: <laughs> I know, that's the thing. It's just it could be that or more of the okay, how long do I have to boil the eggs for? You know
0: <laughs> Well, I mean eggs, human skulls, there's not much difference, right?
1: Yeah, six of one, half dozen of the other, Yeah. Never
0: mind. (laughs) So, uh, let's go ahead and hit our closing remarks, and then we're going to get out of here, because we really hit this quick today.
1: Hooray efficiency?
0: Yeah, we were. We were super efficient today. All right, so what have you got, Jules?
1: okay now the the thing is it's uh, it is it has been i have been stressed i have been dealing with way too much bull in in the world you know none of it bad but it's just like oh god really so i am recommending Uh the untitled goose game and uh made by house house it is on steam it's on switch and it's it's like every freaking platform pretty much you are a goose yeah and you're an asshole. So pretty much, you you startle people. You steal their lunches. You knock stuff over. You spread your wings out just to be a jerk. <clears throat> and just it, the the visual aesthetic uh-huh. is adorable, and they've got these these wonderful kind of pseudo piano jazz uh, riffs that come on and yes, you know as as you're playing and
0: as you're doing things.
1: <clears throat> oh yeah, and it's it's absolutely delightful. It really truly is, and. You know, it's, you get, and they also you get like a, a bunch of tasks that you have to do, like have a picnic, go shopping, rake in the lake, stuff like that, you know, or, you know, yep. it, they're little things, and you it, they're little kind of like puzzle. you have to figure out, okay, what do you have to do, I mean, you could do, there's a bajillion and one ways you can yeah. do it, but, you know, but uh, it's, you know, and you have a dedicated honk button, I'm sorry, that's just hilarious. So, yep. and I think it they- is- I think recently they came out with uh, you can now do it two player, um, but I you know it's think it's so. yes yeah and it's I just be honest it's fun It's I don't want to say it's completely mindless but it is just it is so full of whimsy you know and some especially yeah. with winter it's, coming
0: it's, it's fun and silly yeah but
1: especially and the thing is like my, you my
0: daughters played it
1: <laughs> yeah but the thing is. You're, you're an asshole goose and you are well within your rights to do. Whatever. Oh my gosh. It's great. So, uh-huh. you know, it, it, we're getting closer to winter. Some people don't do too well, um, you know, with less sunlight, what have you, you know, getting colder, you know, it, it, it's kind of like, you know, the fuzzy socks equivalent of a video game kind of a thing.
0: Yeah, it is. It is.
1: So what do you have my friend?
0: Uh-uh. Oh, I am going to talk about Sirenscape because we haven't talked about this recently, but I still love this audio soundboard. <laughs> um, since I started running uh, D&D for my daughter, I am running everything just out of the, the starter box. So like that entire first adventure, like everything has like there's a whole soundscape done for the entire adventure. I don't have to, I can just go in, I can pull them down and I can just play the parts whenever they're in the right locations. It's really cool. Like, um, so in that, in that adventure, I don't think it this many years out, it's really spoiling anything, but there is a Nothic, which are these weird, like aberrational monster things. And they, they, do this weird like chittering and stuff but they don't have they don't use their mouth it's all telepathic and i the other night we were talking about something and i just turned it on and my daughter was just like you turn that off
2: because
0: <laughs> it freaked her out like because i did such a good job of like trying to get her in the mood like getting the kids you know kind of Scared of what was coming, and then yeah, she heard it just out of con- completely out of context. It was just like, "You turn that off right now,
1: you monster!" Now here's,
0: <laughs> uh huh.
1: This is the right way to traumatize your kids, folks. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and I'm going to be starting to run a uh, curse of Stroud. Ooh, and I just bought the like big fancy box set and it's really cool Um, very very cool like you open it up and the very first thing like there's a sheet of paper but it's Stroud like in a coffin like he's laying in the because it's coffin shaped and he's laying there with his sword in hand asleep and then when you turn the page over it's his stat block oh nice and then everything's underneath that underneath it so it's it's fun um yeah i i can't wait to get started on running it um so yeah but that's that's coming i'm not gonna be recording it or anything crazy like that i'm just actually going to get to run a game that's not involving 11 year olds so
1: still man just let us know how it goes in a long time Mm mm-hmm Hey, it's gonna it's gonna be great. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be
0: yeah. and actually about the time that this comes out, it should I should have just started running it because um I will have just run another one shot for five E at my local game store. Nice. So yeah. This will be the second one. And uh I I found out apparently from the guy who was the the game store owner that um everybody that was at the table said that they would anything that I run from now on they want to be known they want to be notified so they can get in on it.
1: Sweet. Well done. Because well they done. Had so
0: much fun. So I was I was impressed. So I I didn't think it was gonna go as smoothly as it went.
1: Oh, I think yeah, people fun. are. I think people are also kind of hungry for games, and you're also new man, new area, and an unknown quantity. And if you're offering something with a decent quality, especially when people have kind of been bereft of being at a table, rolling the dice there.
0: Yeah. Well, know? and I ran World of Darkness. All the players were uh, ghost hunters.
1: Oh, nice.
0: And they, they went into a prison <laughs> and I'm not going to say any more than that because eventually I'm going to probably end up writing it up as a actual adventure other than just my notes on it. And, uh, I, it might, uh, see its way up on, uh, on drive-through or, you know, maybe it'll be on the Patreon stuff. Who knows?
1: Yep. So in continuing uh, building out our, our, our post-apocalyptic spacefaring adventures of doom, what do we have for the listeners to look forward to next week?
0: All right. So next time, we are actually going to take a break from designing things. And we're going to talk about the music that inspires us while we're working on these things. So we are gonna be talking lots about music.
1: <laughs>
0: different types, different styles.
1: Maybe a maybe a song uh, here and there that usually doesn't. Lots of links. Yeah, wouldn't certain also certain things that maybe wouldn't normally kind of fit in. Uh but oh yeah. You know, it might hit a specific note you might want to hit. hmm So yeah, it's yeah. it's it's now what we be may fun. end up doing
0: Yeah, and what we may end up doing is putting together a a playlist of all of these so that you can just listen to all of them if you really want to. Exactly. But we will see about all that. So, until next time, folks.
1: (laughs) Play some games. Have (laughs) fun.
0: Roll some dice.
1: Stay safe out there, okay?
0: And we will see you all next time.
2: Bye-bye. Thanks for checking in.
0: It was a blast sharing our thoughts and ideas on our topics. We hope that you had a great time with us and could
1: hardly wait to share the next show.
2: In the meantime, let us know how you handle
0: this topic in your own games. You can find us on most social media platforms, especially Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And if you want to follow us, search for Seize the GM.
2: And if you just want to follow one of us, search for our names on the social media platform of your choice, or go to SeizeTheGM.com for convenient links.
0: Seize the GM is released under a Creative Commons Attribution non-commercial Sharealike 4.0 international license. All copyrighted material referenced herein are held by their respective owners. No infringement intended, and no claim of ownership is
1: Once again, thanks to you, our listeners.
2: We hope you've gained some ideas for your ongoing games.
1: Or the inspiration to run your first. Now get out there and play some games.
2: Roll some dice.
0: Be safe, and you'll hear from us again soon.